Welcome to The Shelf Warmers, the show about toys, why we like them, our connections to the figures, and their relevance to bigger topics. I'm your host, Sugu, and today we have a special guest to discuss Wonder Woman, the different media, collector shrines, and DC and Warner Brothers. We'll be talking about why Wonder Woman is so important, how Warner Brothers dropped the ball, as well as our hopes for the franchise going forward. Join us as we discuss the history of Wonder Woman. Before we get into today's episode, uh, by way of introduction, I'm Darby Harn. So I'm a big uh, Star Wars collector, Marvel Legends, all of that stuff. I, I'm also a writer. I'm the author of uh, a bunch of novels, including Ever the Hero and A Country of Eternal Light. Um, I'm also a freelance writer. You can find my writing on Screen Rant, Star Wars Newsnet, also part of the Movie News Network podcast. And I'm Sugu, your co-host. I collect mostly Transformers, but I've recently started collecting Marvel Legends figures. I've been collecting Transformers since about 2004 when I moved to Japan. I'm very interested in tabletop gaming, so I also have a wide collection of board games. I work in IT and education, but you can also find some of my travel writings on allaboutjapan.com, where I have written various articles about my life and perspective in Japan. All right, so please welcome our first guest ever on the show. Uh, this is Tamplin. Hello, thank you for having me. And today we want to talk about pretty much everything Wonder Woman. Now, you have what I consider a shrine uh, to Wonder Woman, and long-term listeners will already know that, that we've talked about shrines before, but you have a, a shrine of Wonder Woman. Um, let's get started there. Um, why why wonder woman why is she so important to you i've always loved wonder woman since i was a little girl i grew up watching the super friends um the linda carter tv series so for me wonder woman has always been around okay and why like for for me it was optimus prime and spider-man um how did you first get introduced to wonder woman and why did she have such sticking power for you? You know what? Wonder Woman's always been around. Mm -hmm. um, I do remember this conversation with my mom. And it was about the Linda Carter TV series. Because she watched it, but she was not a fan like I was. But she did enjoy the TV series because the TV series was fantastic. And I just remember being in awe of her. She was so strong. She was beautiful. She was smart. She was tough. She was such, she was everything. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's a great, that's a great way to look at the Linda Carter show, especially now, 40 years later, looking back at it. Um, but why did, why did she have so much sticking power with you? Like there, there's lots of, uh, heroes that are smart and strong and powerful. Why Why did she have so much sticking power? Well, one, she was a woman. And one day, I knew I was going to be a woman. <laughs> Two, she liked books. I loved books. My mom loved books. She was just everything. She was just everything that I thought a superhero should be. And once again, she was a woman. She was a major female character. She was strong. She wasn't the victim. She wasn't the damsel in distress. She rescued herself and her fellow friends from the Super Friends. And did you grow up reading the Wonder Woman comics? Some of them, yes. 
how does Wonder Woman's arc in Super Friends compare with Wonder Woman's arc on the 70s show compare with the Wonder Woman arc in the comic books? Oh, it's a little different. The Linda Carter TV show, it did have a camp appeal. Mm -hmm. But then again, I love camp. Just like the 1960s Batman. Yes, that's my favorite version of Batman. So the Linda Carter one I liked because she, she did the right thing. She always did the right thing. She was funny. She was strong. I would just see her in just different circumstances, and it was always correct. Um, now, with the Super Friends, you see her more with the Super Friends. You see her working as a team. I mean, she always had people working with her or people around her, but they were not superheroes. So in the Super Friends cartoon... She's with people who are not her equal, because to me, she was the strongest and the best, but people who could hold their own. Okay. Um, now, with the comics, she's always she's always strong. Now, the comics have done some storylines that I remember thinking, this is a little strange, but okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It depends on who's writing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she definitely changed from, like, the costumes. Some of her behavior has changed. But, once again, I will say I have loved every version of Wonder Woman. Okay. Some I've loved more than others, but still, all of them, I can look back and say, yes, I did like that. So, for both me and for our audience, who are some of the best Wonder Woman writers that you have, that you've come across? Well, before I answer that question, I would like to say that I want to mention Joyce Hummel. Um, she was a woman. She died in April this year, and she actually ghost wrote some um, of the early Wonder Woman comics. But because she also worked for Marston as his secretary, there is some debate on which one of the ones she wrote and the ones that he can he wrote or contributed to. So I do want to mention her. <laughs> Because, like I said, because like I'm a huge Wonder Woman fan, and I didn't know that okay. until I found this out literally um, right right before she died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, how did I not know this?" So I do want to say, so I do want to mention her, so she can get the respect that she deserves in the Wonder Woman comics history. And it's unknown how many uh, how many panels she wrote or how many stories. Yes, because um, Martian, he had polio at one point and was ill. So he asked her if she would do it, mm-hmm. if she would write for the comics. Mm-hmm. Of course, why not? But it had to be under his name. Okay. So we, we do know that she did write quite a few of them, but it's unknown of how many she wrote. And some of the ones he wrote how much she contributed as well. Mm-hmm. So I do want to I do want to mention her so she can get the respect that she deserves. Absolutely. Okay. Of course, I like the the Marston early comics. I like the origin story of the two women named Diana who happen to bear a passing resemblance to each other who can take each other's place and no one is none the wiser. And why do you like that story? Because it's absurd, but I love it. Okay. I mean, what are the odds that you meet someone with your first name 
your height, same body build, same coloring, all it takes is a pair of glasses and no one at your job questions that you're not the Diana I worked with, that you were new Diana? Sounds like Clark Kent and Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it's absurd, but at the same time, I believe it. Okay. I believed it. All right. Yeah. Like I said, um, like more recently, I've been getting the comic books in hardback volume because I prefer hardbacks mm -hmm. um, to paper books. And so there was one that I bought a couple of years ago, The Legend of Wonder Woman by Renee De La Liz. It's volume one is her origin story. Not as accurate as compared to the comics, but it was a really good story and the artwork was beautiful. Okay. The art, I love the drawings. I was hoping that a part two would come out. Um, so far, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting, but I have hope. So it t tells the story how she becomes Wonder Woman, how she um, meets Etta Candy um, at the university and how they become friends and with the war and and it's just the origin story okay but it was very well written okay good and is that all um is that all of the authors that you really get into the renee de liz and marston and joy hummel um there are more but right now i'm drawing a blank on their names okay i tend to remember the stories more so than the author's name okay so what's a really striking story that that you remember out of all of them that's a tough one because i've enjoyed them all okay. you see the one that struck out um probably one of the early ones that i really liked it tells some of the story of wonder woman before she was wonder woman okay um not wonder girl but she was a teenager and so that was that one struck out me as because I was young, she was young, she was coming into herself. Mm -hmm. And so the, the early years of her, um, that's always stuck with me. It's one of my favorites. E so even now as an adult, looking back, that story still stands out? I love a good origin story. Because I'll be honest, for myself, I haven't read a lot of Wonder Woman issues. Um, one big storyline that I recall that's not... That's actually not Wonder Woman, but it's um, Alex Ross's Kingdom Come. And that is maybe the only DC comic book I've actually read outside of in, in recent years. So I'm, I'm not too familiar with the Wonder Woman comics. So I'm kind of uh, curious what, you, what your uh, input is. But you also have a book that is... Um, a collection of Wonder Woman stories over 75 years. Yes, yes. Um, Wonder Woman, a celebration of 75 years. Mm -hmm. So it has some of her most memorable comics by different authors, all the way from 1941, all the way, I think, until 2015, 2016. Okay. So it's a nice overview of the different versions of Wonder Woman through the different ages, the different costumes, the different looks, the different storylines. So this is something I would recommend to all Wonder Woman fans. Okay. So that way you can have, sometimes you, you read so many comics or stories and you're like, 
who wrote that? Was it? And then you can't remember. So with this, you can just quickly click, or go through and see, oh, okay, I know who wrote this. And this is Wonder Woman, a celebration of 75 years. Yes. Um, published by DC. Yes, published by DC, yes. All right. Excellent. Okay, so moving from the stories, from the TV show, the comics, and the Super Friends, um, from that, you've started this collection of Wonder Woman figures. The figures that you have now uh, here in, in your current collection, are they the only Wonder Woman figures you have, or do you, or what was the first Wonder Woman figure you bought? Uh, actually, one of the first ones that I bought, we actually gave away when we moved <laughs> as a child. <laughs> we, moved, we moved to a different state, so a lot of toys and books um, were downsized. Okay. And so Wonder Woman, I didn't make that decision, by the way. Of course not. Um, no, my parents did. And so they picked what they thought were my favorites and things that were easier to pack. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my Wonder Woman stuff from the early years, it's gone. I don't hold a grudge. I do not hold a grudge. Do you remember which one it was? Um, it was it. Um, it was just a Wonder Woman action figure. I don't remember which okay. one. Uh, okay. It was quite a few of yeah, them. Yeah, sure. So after the move, you are there in a new state, toyless. Um, Not toyless, <laughs> just Wonder Woman-less. <laughs> All right, Wonder Woman-less. What did you do then with Wonder Woman? Like, did you get another action figure later on? Did you get any statue later on? Actually, no. I was at that weird age where they encourage girls to stop playing with dolls okay. and action figures. So I was close to 13 by then. Okay. So that's the age where they tell girls, okay, you can, you're too old for this. So then they stop buying you action figures and right. dolls at that point. Yep the aging out problem yes all right but then but wonder woman has always been in the back of your mind even during that phase right oh she always was around and i wanted to buy stuff but you're too old for that mm -hmm. and so i admit i caved to the pressures of society as a young teenager okay mm -hmm. then you grew up into an adult and bam bought all the wonder woman figures here well, actually, when I did get back into buying them as an adult with my best friend, by the way, we got into Barbie because mm -hmm. there was not a lot of Wonder Woman um, items in the area we were living. Okay. So now Barbie did have a Wonder Woman action, a Barbie doll in Wonder Woman, which I do have. Mm -hmm. um, but by then, uh, I collected more Barbies because they were more accessible than Wonder Woman. Okay. Now, just again, for the point of clarity for our audience, when you say Barbie, it is not the same Barbie that our audience might be thinking, right? No, I'm thinking of the Collector Series. So these are, I, with Barbie, they have different labels. Um, the, the, the inexpensive ones, like under $30, you'll see at Toys R Us, Walmart, Target, K&B Toys. Are they still around? Not sure, but we are going to talk about Barbie in greater depth later. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you bought a Barbie figure that's uh, styled in Wonder Woman. Yes. Okay. And then from there, that was that the only Wonder Woman figure you had? 
No, I had a few more. Okay. But uh, it's been it can be difficult to find one. It was difficult to find Wonder Woman items then. Cause this is this is well before the movie, mm-hmm. so it was hard finding Wonder Woman items. So you, it wasn't accessible. I think all of us can relate to that. Uh, for myself, it was Transformers before the Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So then. Uh, so then walk me through about your Wonder Woman collection. Was it when you came here that you bought your first Wonder Woman figure? Like, really? After after so long? No, I had bought others um, when I lived in Georgia. Because mm-hmm. at one point I was living overseas. Yeah. And when I was in Germany, you just didn't see Wonder Woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she just wasn't visible there. Well, in the stores that I went to, you saw more traditional German toys. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky to find uh, one, one, one Wonder Woman, and that uh-huh. was a rarity. So you found a Wonder Woman figure in Germany. Uh, what figure was that? It was a Barbie Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> because the Mattel line, that's popular in all, con- in all countries. That's right. But some of the more the action figures can be difficult to find. Sure. And that does make a lot more sense when in terms of licensing, because Mattel owns the DC brand of toys as well as Barbie. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they could do a cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, then what? I would say, um, well, for me, the Jada medals really started okay. <laughs> the Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman obsession was always there. But I went um, toy shopping, and I was looking for something, but I didn't know what I would find. Walked by, I'm looking, looking. Whoa, that's Wonder Woman. But understand, this is after the movie had been released. Okay. So this was, I think I bought this 2018, I want to say. Okay. And so I saw the Jada medals, and I was like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. I haven't seen a Wonder Woman <laughs> item like a a statue or action figure in a long time that wasn't Mattel so I was like you know what I'll buy this and then I bought another one Mm -hmm. and another one and then down the rabbit hole down the (laughs) rabbit hole with all the Jada medals I became obsessed with them at one point okay so for our audience uh talk a little bit about the Jada medals um what are they okay um, Jada medals, they are statues made of metal. So they're quite heavy. So if you drop one on your foot, you are going to break a toe. So heavy that what do they have printed on the box? Oh, that wasn't on the box. That was on the review I read. Oh, okay. On okay. a review, um, someone had hit their sibling with a six-inch Jada metal. And they got in trouble because it's metal. It's a six-inch metal toy. And the child was injured. So, don't do it. <laughs> so, when you say a six-inch metal toy, you actually mean that it's solid metal. Yes. Like, it that has some weight to it. It has a lot of weight, yes. Um, they come in different sizes. Um, the six-inch, the four-inch, and the 2.75 inches. Okay. So, three different sizes. But, Jada Metals, they stopped making them. Mm-hmm. So you can find some from the Wonder Woman. The six-inch Wonder Woman is from the comics. Um, a lot of the four inches are from the 
first Wonder Woman movie, and there's one, I think, that's from the comics, and the 2.75 um, from the comics. Okay. So, after your obsession with uh, Jada Metals, then what happens? So, uh, actually, before we get into that, how many uh, Jada Metal Wonder Woman figures do you have right now? I have all of them. Every single one of them. All right. I made, I tracked them down. It was difficult, but I tracked them down off of various stores, websites. I have them all. Okay. Even the one that they've made that was for the UK. Okay. Yes, I was that serious that I was like, I need this to complete the collection. So you have a complete collection of Jada Metals Wonder Woman figures. Yes. Wow. Yes. And that would be about 15 figures? Ten figures? You know what? Um, let me try to do a head count. Six, one. You know, I don't know how many. <laughs> all right. But I just know I have them all. Because I know because I went to the website <laughs> to a, verify. Yeah. A rough guess? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So um, then after you've completed the Jada Metals Wonder Woman, because you you weren't just buying only Jada Metals Wonder Woman, right? Like during that time, you had already expanded into other lines or other other products, I should say. Yes. So after you completed the Jada Metals Wonder Woman collection, what's next or what, what happened next? With the Jada Metals or with the other brands uh with the other brands oh well um i sort of fell into the pops by accident okay um because i saw them i was like oh i like them but i want to focus on jada metals i can get very one track when it comes to certain things and i was like no i need to focus on jada metals but then i saw um was at Yodabashi, and I saw some of the Wonder Woman pots. And I was like, I really like these. But should I get them? So I had this little internal debate going on. Should I get the Wonder Woman pops? And they also had some Black Panther ones. What to do? I was like, good angel and bad angel trying to tell me what to do. But they ended up being on sale, so I ended up getting both the Wonder Woman and the Black Panther Pops. And thus your collection spread into Funko Pops. Yes, and I started a different brand. And so uh, with them, I obviously don't have all of the Wonder Woman Pops. Some of the earlier ones, I just cannot track down. Sure. And uh, we will be talking about Funkos in greater depth later Mm -hmm. as well. But uh, so you're, you're missing some of the earlier Funko Pop Wonder Woman. But now you have a, a huge shelf of Fungo Pop Wonder Woman. Yes, and I actually have more that I haven't displayed yet because I only want to change my display once or twice a year. Okay, so you rotate your displays. Yes, I rotate my displays, yes. Okay, where do you keep the, the, the figures that are not on display? Um, in the top, in the storage area, in the top part of my closet, and in storage containers. Okay, and then you said twice a year you rotate your display. Yes. Okay, that's that's interesting. I don't know, uh, personally, I don't know other collectors who, who rotate a display like that. Most of them, including myself, try to display all of them at all times. So um, that's interesting that you have this rotating display. 
I have too many to display all at once. Okay. And so some, I'm like, because like, there are quite a few that I've bought within the last three or four months. Oh, it's not time to display you. So I literally bought you, put you in a storage container, and I'm going to wait until December to change my display. Okay. Well, which one of all the variations with Funko Pops, because we know that there are a lot of them, <laughs> which one is your favorite? The Pop Ride, Wonder Woman with the Invisible Jet, hands down. Now, I know the story of how you got it, but our audience doesn't, so please tell that story. Okay, um, there's a store that, um, first, I started trying to find the Pops here, because um, I'm not in America, so it, it took me a while to find a store that had a wide selection. And so then I found this store um, doing an internet search called Bobbing World. And so I went there. It's a small store, but it's wall-to-wall -wall pops. And he's always getting deliveries. And so while he was in the front taking inventory, I noticed he had a, a box that was sort of open and I went through the box. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I went through the man's box and I feel bad, but actually, no, I didn't because I didn't stop. And I saw that he had a Wonder Woman in there, but it wasn't ready for sale because he was, he had other things like she was still in the box. I had to dig through the box at the <laughs> bottom discreetly to find her. So I was like, okay, I have to wait till he gets through to her, but I had to go. So I ended up coming back, um, I think a few days later. Because I knew he had, because he gets a lot of inventory. So when I go there, she's still not on display. That box is still in the last place I saw it. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to find out if, if I can get this Wonder Woman. So I go up there and I ask him, hi, do you have the Wonder Woman pop ride with the invisible jet? And he, he said, wait a second, he had to go check. Um, he was like, he did have her, but there was a problem. The box was damaged. And he would show me the box to see if I wanted it. In my head, I'm thinking, I don't care if the box is damaged, but I want to play it cool so he doesn't hike up the price. So I was like, well, I don't know. Let me see. He pulls out the... So basically all that box had like other pops that were damaged in shipping. And so he pulled it out. And, my, and inside, that little six-year-old version of me is screaming, buy it, buy it, buy it. But the adult version of me is like, oh, okay, it does have some damage. And so um, he was like, well, because it's damaged, um, I'll mark the price down. I was like, I'll take it. Inside, I'm jumping for joy. Now, it's a huge box. <laughs> and so I had to catch the train home with it. And I bought some other um, Wonder Woman pops to go along with it. So I have this huge bag. And I have to walk. Cause it's like a five, ten minute walk to the train station. But inside, I'm like skipping because I finally have the invisible jet. All right, so you have Wonder Woman Funko Pop. Uh, sorry, you have a Funko Pop style Wonder Woman in an invisible jet. Yes. Now, for our audience, that invisible jet is actually there. It's made of clear plastic. It's not just invisible. It's not just in imagination. It's It's actually there. Uh, okay, so that's the, the crowning piece of your Wonder Woman Funko Pop collection. Yes. Um, I'm not going to ask the question if you've finished your Funko Pop Wonder Woman collection, because 
there are too many, and I know that they keep making more. I will never finish that collection. Um, but recently, well, not recently, I did do the pre-orders for the 80th anniversary, so they are still arriving. I have, I think, some arriving up until August. Okay. So, uh, coming coming back a little bit to the Jada medals. Yes. Which are heavily stylized as well, very cute, um, oversized heads, uh, for example. And then you have the Funko Pops that are also oversized heads uh, and very cute. What uh, are, is, is that the style that you're, you're generally collecting? Is these more cute, not cutesy, but cuter Wonder Woman figures? Or uh, what styles do you have? Whatever catches my eye. Okay. I have um, realistic Wonder Woman action figures and statues of Gal Gadot and of Wonder Woman from the comics. So whatever catches my eye is what I buy. Okay. Um, like one of my favorite statues um, is by Adam Hughes. So it's a Wonder Woman, more realistic. Uh, she's like 12 inches and she has the like the lasso of truth. It's like around, and she's in this strong woman pose, but that's not what one would consider a cutesy statue. Mm-hmm. Cutesy statue. Very much the the eye catching centerpiece. Yes. Of your of your collection. Yes. So I, I I do have some that are heavy heavily stylized and are very cute, and I also have some that are more warrior focused. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what what catches my eye at that particular moment. Okay, and so which one would be your favorite of all your figures? That's, ah, it's easier to say which is my favorite from my different brand than to give an overall favorite. Okay, go for it. Um, Okay, with the Jada Metals, it would be the six inch um, Wonder Woman from the comics. Okay. That's my favorite from Jada Metals. Um, From the Pops, the, the ride with the Invisible Jet. With Iron Studios Mini Co, it would be the Wonder Woman in 1984 in the Golden Armor. So I'm not sure if our if our audience is familiar with Iron Studios. So, uh, what what does that look like? Um, Iron Studios they are um, more cutesy with their bigger eyes. They're about five to six inches. Um, they have several different versions: one from the Justice League, two from Wonder Woman 84, and one from the comics. So the one from the comics have the blue eyes. Mm-hmm. The one from the movies obviously have the darker eyes. So they are they are more cutesy with the bigger eyes, the bigger heads. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, are there any other figures that you you particularly like in your collection? I mean, obviously you love all your figures, right? Like that's not the question. But is there any others that you want to uh, talk about or bring up? So, well, I do love the McFarlane Death Metal one. Now, cause I bought her yesterday, and so she will not be displayed until December. Okay. Yes, because the next time I will change my display. Mm-hmm. But I, I love her look because she looks totally different. I mean, I have the pop version of her as well. Mm-hmm. But because her hair is different, the costume is different, um, it's just a totally different look for a Wonder Woman that that you've seen this look in the comics but you don't really see this look on um the action figures and this is the dc multiverse dc collectibles uh 
death metal variant of Wonder Woman. Yes, yes, by McFarlane, yes. Okay. I, I like it. Like I said, her hair is blue. She has a red cape. Um, she has on these boots with a heel. They look more golden. Um, she has like, a chainsaw. She has a chainsaw in her hand. Like... She will run you through, and that's a different look. Okay. And so I like collecting Wonder Woman that has that have different looks. And this one, when I saw this one, I was like, I love her blue hair and all. Oh, okay. I I remember you were talking about it for a while as a pre-order. You were expecting it to um, uh, be released, like you were watching its release date. Yes. Um. I like pre-orders, but I don't like pre-orders because I feel when I order something, once you have my money, I should have my items. So I have a hard time with pre-orders because I'm like constantly checking multiple times a day. Has my item shipped? What do you mean it's been held back? That's craziness. You have my money. Where's my product? And so it's difficult for me to do a pre-order. Um, and also I've noticed sometimes with the picture of the pre-order and the final product, sometimes there are changes. So I try not to do pre-orders. Um, I made an exception and ordered the 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman from the Pops because I figured if I didn't, all those would be gone. Yeah, that's... But, that's... I, but I knew with McFarlane, I know I could always go to Toy Sapiens mm -hmm. and I could pick one up. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have that threat, oh, if I don't order these now, they'll be out because McFarlane is very popular here. Yeah. And also pre-orders with um, with figures and statues are a little bit trickier to manage, especially like these more niche products. Like for example, I I tend to pre-order uh, Takara Tomy Transformers because those are official. I know they're going to come out. Now with this pandemic, uh, everything is delayed, but I still know it's going to come out. But there are pre-orders, um, like with my Transformers in the third-party world, where sometimes the product just doesn't get made, and that's uh, that's a much bigger risk. So, with with yours, the McFarlane toys and the Funko Pops, those are those those stock are pretty well stocked, right? Yes. At least with Funko Pops, maybe not that one item, but they're going to keep making it like a thousand more a day. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but you have, you mentioned statues and action figures. Uh, are you collecting both? Um, this is something that you and I tend to have different in our, in our collections, but... Um, what do you prefer statues or action figures? I prefer statues, um, actually. So I have more statues than I have um, action figures. Okay, and and why is that? I just like the look. Okay. Uh, I will say it's easier to find statues over here than action figures. Okay. And uh, so that's probably the main reason. And also, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not good at posing. Mm -hmm. I find that very difficult. And so when I do buy an action figure, I have to research how to pose. So I have to go online, find reviews of people or videos and see who bought the item and how did they pose and find one that I like and then try to mimic that pose. That takes a lot of time to do that. <laughs>
absolutely. I mean, I do the same thing with with my poses. I like for me, I I love it. I uh, I that that's why I tend to buy the action figures more um, because I have that flexibility to um, to make whatever pose or dynamic I section or dynamic pose that I that I want. Um, but for you, you're not interested in that. You want the statue, take it out of the box. There it is, and there it's displayed. Yeah, because I'm not good at it. I, I recognize my limitations. Okay. And I am not good at posing. Like for the McFarlane Wonder Woman 1984 with the golden armor, it took me forever to try to figure out a pose for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was research looking online, looking at YouTube videos. I spent a lot of time trying to find a pose. Okay. And, and looking back, it took only a few seconds to get the pose, but the amount of time I spent research, researching, trying to find a pose, it it wasn't equal. Sure, sure. So I think I prefer the statues because they already are in that dynamic pose that okay. I love. And is there a particular... Um I, I know about the 12-inch centerpiece uh, Adam Hughes statue that you have. But is there another statue that you have that's really dynamic that you that you look at and go, wow, this pops? I have quite a few, but once again, they're in the top of the closet. They will not be displayed until <laughs> December. <laughs> but one that um, I purchased a few weeks, I think it was a few weeks ago. I don't remember. It was a Kodobukiya statue, mm-hmm. which are really popular. And I, I have several. Actually, I think I have, I think I have three. One was a builder figure, which I didn't know it was a builder figure because I did not bother reading all the way at the end. So, just for clarification, when you say builder figure, you actually mean a model kit. Oh, it's a model <laughs> kit. I just saw the finish. I just saw the picture, and I was like, oh, this is a really different look, a different costume. I love this. I'm going to buy this. And then when the box arrived and I opened it, I was confused because it was, it was a lot of, I didn't know what this was. So I was like, oh, well, she's underneath this. So I lifted up and I'm like, I, I don't see my Wonder Woman. Then I start looking at the pieces. Wait a minute. This is a face. This is an arm. This is, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, they say reading is fundamental, but it is, and I did not read the last line. Mm-hmm. That that was my fault. Yeah. So model kits, that's going to be another topic for another day. Uh, absolutely. Um, okay, and then to kind of backtrack a bit, you were, you were talking about the Linda Carter show that you absolutely loved as a kid. And, you know, recently in the past uh, couple years, they had this new Wonder Woman movie come out starring Gal Gadot. And that kind of uh, rekindled a lot of interest in in Wonder Woman, right? So how did you feel with the movie coming out? I have felt a lot of mixed emotions. One, I'm not going to lie, I was upset that it took until 2017 to get a Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a DC fan, so I grew up with the Super Friends, I know the Justice League, the Wonder Twins, Batman. I, I, I'm fun of a lot of DC characters. 
But I'm not. It did hurt that it took until 2017 to have a finished product of a Wonder Woman movie, when she's part of the Trinity. Because we've had Batman and Superman movies for decades, mm-hmm. but when it comes to Wonder Woman, they didn't have enough faith in her character in her fan base. Yeah, I remember many times uh, for several years before the movie was fully announced with Gal Gadot. They had planned several different versions, a TV show, another movie. They redesigned the costume. The costume wasn't popular. Uh, Then they redesigned it again. Then they canceled it. And then they canceled the other one. Like, I remember it just constantly in turmoil for for a long time. Um, But then they finally, they finally released it. They finally released it. Um, Good for them. But at the same token, this movie should have been made decades ago. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad they finally made it. But DC, I'm gonna say this: you don't get the credit you think you get, because you always say, "Well, we've always had a strong female lead," but at the same time, you've ignored her. Like, she hasn't had her own cartoon. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had her own. Like movie, the only thing she's really had was the Linda Carter TV series. And don't get me wrong, I love that TV series. That TV series was everything to me. Like I have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I love it. But at the same time, it shouldn't have taken so long from Linda Carter to Gal Gadot. Yeah, in sure. media, like there should have been something more in between sure. 1970s to 2017 when the movie was released. I mean, within that time, we had the Batman movie with Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, and George Clooney, um, and we had the Christian Bale Batman movie, or the the trilogy, and we've had Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's a lot of Batman movies. And realistically, how many times can we see his parents get murdered in an alley before we stop caring? Right. So, uh, the the Wonder Woman movie came out. It definitely rekindled a lot of interest in, in Wonder Woman, which, as you're implying, is where a lot of the toys kind of got revamped and just in a big way. So, um... Like, it made it much easier to find Wonder Woman action figures and statues and just Wonder Woman items in general. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a re-release of a ton of Wonder Woman products that made me and other Wonder Woman fans, we were delighted. I mean, we went broke buying items, but Mm -hmm. it was well worth it. Yeah, and it's amazing to me that um, Wonder Woman, the movie, directed by Patty Jenkins, um, this movie that Warner Brothers didn't have much faith in, made bank. It was obvious had you asked any woman, they would have said, of course this movie's going to make money. Yeah. Because all the little girls who grew up with super friends and watching the Linda Carter series, guess what? We've grown up. We have jobs. Some of us have kids, nieces, cousins that, of course, we're going to take to see this movie. Because this movie is a wish fulfillment of generations of little girls who are now adults. Yeah, and I still remember uh, seeing the movie with you and another friend. And um, that friend didn't grow up with Wonder Woman the same way that you did. But even she was impacted by it. Well, no, she didn't grow up with it, but she was 
quite like the Super Friends was quite popular. She knew who Linda Carter was, mm-hmm. and she was very familiar with the Wonder Woman character. Mm-hmm. And so, for just seeing that, it was—I hate to use the phrase—it was very emotional, mm-hmm. but it was sure because I just remember thinking, "This is everything that I wanted since I was a child." Was a Wonder Woman movie? Yeah. And now I have it. I'm not. And when I saw that movie. I felt invincible. Like, <laughs> you couldn't tell me anything that I felt like I could do whatever I wanted and there would be no consequences. If I wanted to roller skate in the middle of the street and traffic is coming, I felt that traffic should get out of my way because I saw Wonder Woman. <laughs> right. I think the, the, the cars have a different opinion. But, yeah, I, I definitely see your point. And this is why... Uh, this is why representation matters so much. It, it is that it does have this... A uh, huge impact that a lot of executives just don't see or don't really uh, recognize or actually understand. I don't think they care, in all honesty. But we just showed why they should. Yeah, we um, showed why they should care. Because had they just, they could have asked any woman, they would have told them, oh, I'll go see the movie. Mm-hmm. It could have been the worst movie in creation, and I would have seen it more than once. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be honest, I've seen plenty, plenty of horrible um, movies with male leads in them. Mm-hmm. So if it's a female lead, why would I not support my own gender? Sure, and of it's, course. And it's Wonder Woman, <laughs> right? And you know, we've talked before on the podcast about like Black Panther and um, and the impact uh, that movie makes on race, but then also Spider Man with uh, Miles Morales. And into the Spider-Verse. So uh, there's no reason why we can't have representation. Like, cause it, it does matter. It absolutely does. And seeing the impact that it's had on you over the years um, as well. And, and the impact of the new movie. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, go ahead. Well, speaking of representation, I would love to see Nubia in a Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. If she could be in the the next upcoming Wonder Woman movie, that would that would I probably would pass out. So for for our audience who doesn't know, who is Nubia? Well, in one of the <coughs> incarnations, she's Wonder Woman's twin sister. Okay. And as a twin, <laughs> I have a fondness for all things twins: Wonder Twins, Wonder Woman, and Nubia. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see Nubia, who's who's black, African American. In a Wonder Woman movie. That would be fantastic. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think that's absolutely an an amazing thing that DC Warner Brothers should absolutely do, is put put in Nubia. Um, Yeah. I'm hoping she will be in the new Batman movie. No, Batman or Flash? Which one is doing the multiverse? Flash, I believe. Okay, I'm hoping she'll be in the new Flash movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have hopes. I don't know. I keep hearing rumors, but then again, these rumors might be started, might have been started by people like me, just on a hope and a prayer. So like I don't a know. What if? Or it wouldn't could, wouldn't it be nice if? Yeah. Yeah. So these may not be rumors. Just maybe fans saying we would love to see Nubia in a movie. I mean, hell, you never know. Maybe a Warner Brothers exec is listening to this podcast and gets the idea from you to to put Nubia in the movie. 
Well, if you are listening from Warner Brothers, I need you to do better. I need you to make Nubia happen and a Wonder Twins movie, by the way. And I'd like to see a Cyborg solo movie. Cyborg is definitely a much bigger topic uh, later because of everything that happened there. And and, uh, Darby and I have, we've dunked on Zack Snyder's Justice League for what two three episodes i think if not even more so yeah that's a that's a whole nother another issue mm-hmm. um but coming back to the toys um there's one statue in particular that uh i know that you that you really like and that uh i'm sure our audience would like to to hear about but it's this stylized one with the hair becoming the stand Oh, the DC variant static mini Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yes, that was one of my favorites, Wonder Woman, because she looks so different. Um, I bought her on Amazon, and I was like, oh, that's a different take on Wonder Woman. I love it, so let's buy it. So I order it. It was due to arrive. The order was canceled. Ordered her again, and then she arrived. And then when she arrived, I was like, oh, she's bigger and wider than what I expected but in a very good way because I knew she was around five inches so I was expecting you know just a normal five inches but once again I guess I should have read all of the all of the dimensions to get the length because she was quite long and I was like oh because her like her her head is quite big compared to her body but on this statue it works now her hair is gorgeous it's like this dark shade of dark blue um it's a lot of it so it goes like it kind of wraps around her and the good thing about it that the hair is actually the stand so it helps balance so it helps balance her yeah so this is another one where um it's an oversized head Mm -hmm. and i think the head itself is as tall as the entire body Yes. Um, and so that needs a lot more weight balance. And the hair was a really creative way to to, to do that. Um, okay, so is there any other figure or anything else that you want to uh, talk about? I have lots of figures I can talk about. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, there are quite a few... Like, I wish they would make more with the Invisible Jet. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of hard to find. I'll be honest. One of my favorite uh, figures in your collection is with the Invisible Jet, but not as you're probably expecting. Um, you have a Q-Figs or Q-Mechanics? Quantum Quantum Mechanics Wonder Woman. Quantum Mechanics Wonder Woman that um, we've talked before about on the um, on the podcast, but this one shows Wonder Woman uh, basically holding the invisible jet as a toy. Yeah, this is a very playful interpretation of Wonder Woman. She has this big grin on her face. It's, it looks like uh, it sort of reminds you of a child when you have a toy, an uh, airplane, and you're running around and in your hand trying to make it fly. Yeah. So, 
Absolutely. So and it is quite whimsical, and I love it. It's um, it's that actually it is in one of my top ten Wonder Woman. Yeah. I I do like um, the Q Figs quantum mechanics take on Wonder yeah. Woman. I think that for, for me that figure has a lot of uh, personality just embedded right there in it, like really playful and whimsical, but at the same time, it's got that core component of the invisible jet. In a way that's actually manageable. <laughs> yes. Um, they also have another one that I like when she has the lasso of truth out in both her hands. And this one, she looks more fierce. Like, I'm coming for you. I know what you did. Now I'm about to stop you. Mm. Um, this is also um, about three and a half inches. Yeah, that's for me, that's the kind of the one issue with them, with both of those figures, that they're quite small. Uh, comparatively to your collection. Um, I have some that are smaller, though. Right. And so if your collection consisted of them and the smaller ones, they would stand out. But you're putting a three and a three and three quarter inch figure next to a 12 inch figure. Oh, no, not a 12 inch figure. That's too much of a height difference. Right. So they are with the ones that um, they're closer to the four inch Jada metals. Mm -hmm. So the height difference, like, um, like for that particular display, it has some six and seven inches and also quite a few four inches. So that way the three, the three point fives and the two point seven fives, they don't stand out. Mm -hmm. doesn't cause with a 12 inch and a 3.5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even right. with a, a, a riser that just wouldn't work. Right. <laughs> and just the attention as well. Your eye is drawn to that. 12 inch figure mm -hmm. almost immediately but that does actually bring up an idea let me uh step back a bit and and back out and tell me about your shrine itself because we've talked about shelves we've talked about your um collection as kind of a whole but what does your collection actually look like i've only mentioned it as a shrine um yeah how is it organized what does it look like um, well, I don't have a lot of space. <laughs> I wish I had more space to display more, but I don't. Um, so currently what I have is a detolf. Um, so it has four different shelves. Now the bottom one is DC, but minus Wonder Woman. So it's um, different DC superheroes, um, Superman, Batman, um, Batgirl, Supergirl. It's just all different types of DC heroes. Your hodgepodge. Yes, my hodgepodge of DC characters. Um, and then above that one, I have... it's The next three are all just strictly Wonder Woman of varying sizes. Um, the top one, I have mostly... 9 inches to 4 inches. So I have the Vinyl Vixen Wonder Woman, which is also one of my favorites. Because that one was hardier than what I expected. I thought she would be a little lighter, mm -hmm. but she has some substance to her. So um, that made me happy. On that shelf, I also have the Iron Studios Minico Wonder Woman's DC Comics, Justice League, and the two from Wonder Woman 1984 along with a sprinkling of Jada Meadows. Mm -hmm. I think I have Jada Meadows on each shelf because I have so many Jada Meadows. Okay. <laughs> um, and I also have the um, 
I try to find Wonder Woman in different looks, different costumes, um, with the shorts, with the pants, the more traditional look, um, with the little curly style from the 40s. So it's Wonder Woman from different ages. Mm-hmm. And even though I have them on display, sometimes I will change the the statues to a different shelf. So I think it'll flow better. Okay. And then, of course, on top of your detox is the... Pops. Yeah. I have a display of Pops of, of only Wonder Woman. Right. So your your Wonder Woman shelf is actually four shelves on top of, on top of a DC hodgepodge shelf. Right? Yes. Uh, how do you organize that? How do you decide uh, which figure goes where? Like, do you have... Say, for example, the golden armor all on one shelf. Do you have uh, all the jade? You said you don't have the jade and metals all on one shelf, but how do you organize your your shelf, your, your shelves? By emotions and how I think they'll fit back to each other. Like, I do have to consider size. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want everyone, like, all the seven inches together. Mm-hmm. I like to have different heights. So it, it breaks it up. So with the different heights, I can also use um, risers to create a better visual look. Okay. So some of them, um, like uh, like the one woman, 1984, in the golden armor, I love that armor. I was like, yes, fight to the gods. I love it. But I don't have them all grouped together. I think that's just too much golden armor. Okay. Even though I could, I have enough that I could do a display, mm-hmm. I never will. I like to break up that armor and also look at colors mm-hmm. to see what, how they would flow. Yes, they all have the basic red, white, and blue. But I also have some Wonder Woman um, that's in the white and gold outfit. Mm-hmm. And the death metal outfit is different. And so I just try to make sure the colors flow and the size flow and how I feel. There's been times I've completed a shelf. And I'm like, I don't like this mm-hmm. at all. So I have to figure out how to change it, move it around, add some risers to give it um, different depths. So then you don't have a fixed organization of your shelves, just the Funko Pop Wonder Woman's on top. And then the next three shelves are Wonder Woman figures as you see fit or as you feel they flow in there. That's correct. Okay, so... And you only change your display twice a year. Yes. That's when I will pull them out and the ones who have not been on display will go on display. But I do have some fixed pieces that's, that will stay on display. Like what? Um, the the DC variant static mini will always be on display. The one that we just talked about with the hair as a stand. Yes. Okay. Just because she has such a different look. Um, and I only have one of her. Mm-hmm. Because um, I also like balance. I don't like for things to be uneven. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have so many of the Q's Poskets. Because they have two, um, just in different color variations. Sure. Each, uh, just for our audience, um, each Q Posket comes with two variants, an A and a B. And the variants are often uh, repaints, right? Yes. There are no mold differences? No. Okay. Just... A color change. Okay. Like one might be more vibrant than the other. One might have a different color boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I like to make sure things are balanced. So when I have the cues pockets, they're always on the side, like one on the left side, one on the right with something in the middle that's probably um, bigger. Okay. So, um, like, I, I'm I'm surprised you have the willpower for just two, twice a year. If I were you, I would be changing it out maybe four times a year or once a month. No, it's very daunting because when I change, I dust all of my collections. Mm -hmm. So I take everything out, I dust them, lay them out. Then I have to think, okay, you've been on you've been on rotation quite a bit. Let's swap you out for this one. So I have I want to make sure that everyone has a chance to shine, for lack of a better word. Which then is an interesting idea. Do you keep track of who has been on display for a lot? Like, do you do you have a way to keep track of it, or is it just in your head? I have pictures. Okay. So I can look back and see okay you, you oh you've been on display you've been on display oh but you two have not been paired together so i can look back at previous pictures mm -hmm. just give me an idea of what to change and i'm i'm sure that our audience would love to see those some of those pictures okay then i will <laughs> <laughs> post some <laughs> well all right so um yeah uh send them to me and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure out a way to to put them in. So, yeah, um, I guess we can wrap it up now. Um, or wrap it up about now. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Wonder Woman or uh, statues, action figures, Linda Carter, DC, and their marketing? Well, also, I am glad that it's easier to find more Wonder Woman items now than ever before. Mm -hmm. So that is a good thing. But I also wish they would do more with Linda Carter because she had so many costumes that they could use from the TV series. Mm -hmm. Like the scuba diving outfit. Right, right. I love that costume. I would love to get a statue or even an action figure of that. I mean, if they made Batman figures with all sorts of different variations and they make Iron Man figures with all sorts of variations, why can't they do it with Wonder Woman? Exactly. And we already have the models for it. We already have the 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 templates the templates and the fan base right so like like i said i'm glad wonder woman is more accessible now mm -hmm. than ever before yeah <laughs> so it's a lot easier to find i want them to continue making wonder woman movies i i actually would like to see a new tv series mm -hmm. that would be interesting yeah. yeah and not just animation but like live action live yeah. action any uh any any actresses you would recommend? I'm just assuming Warner Brothers is listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, I can't think of any actresses because I'm not sure what version of Wonder Woman or Nubia I would like to see. Okay. So I'm open, but I would like to see Nubia, more Nubia items. I don't have anything of Nubia. Yeah. So if she's in the next movie, knock on wood, I am going to have to file bankruptcy to get all the Nubia items. Nice. Well, good luck with that, and I hope that works out for you. <laughs> okay, well, that'll wrap it up. Thank you, Tamla, for our, for coming tonight and uh, for talking with us and your insight and uh, your, your ideas uh, for Wonder Woman. If you have any questions or any follow-up, you can reach her at our email address. Thank you. Thank you once again for having me. Bye. All right, folks, that'll do it for today's episode. Um, you can find me at my website, darbyharn.com. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Darby Harn. Sugu, where can they find you? 
You can find me through our email address, shelfwarmers at gmail.com. Send us feedback. We love hearing from you. Yeah, we're we're happy to to hear from you. And if we can, we can work it in into our conversation. We love the feedback. We really appreciate it. Appreciate everybody listening. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know your ideas. If you have any ideas of something you want us to really talk about, or maybe not, <laughs> stop talking. No. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. Take care. Yep. And stay safe. Wash your hands. Social distance. Be safe. Bye-bye.